0: Hello and welcome to our podcast, U.S. History in 10 Minutes. These are your hosts, Jen, Lucia, Anna, Max. Today we'll be covering economic policy, foreign policy, domestic
1: policy, and diverse groups within the United States. Starting off with economic policy, how has the relationship between government, business, and labor evolved over the 20th century?
2: Working conditions prior to the invention of labor unions were terrible, with 10-hour workdays, six days a week, low wages, and unsafe environments.
3: The first labor union was the Knights of Labor, which welcomed skilled and unskilled workers, women, and eventually African Americans.
0: But even with the creation of these labor unions, uh, workers still struggled
1: to get their rights, and this often led to violent strikes. The Great Upheaval is one example of a violent labor strike that lasted a year in 1886 and eventually turned public opinion against the strikers. In 1894,
2: George Pullman cut wages at his railroad car factory. Workers protested, which stopped railroad traffic in the U.S. and led the U.S. to intervene because mail delivery stopped. The workers on strike went to jail.
3: So this is you know, one example of the government getting involved with labor conditions, um, but even, even past this strike, they weren't very much involved with um, creating legislation to help labor unions.
1: The U.S. government favored large corporations and even the Sherman Antitrust Act, which allowed monopolies and restrained trade, which was difficult to enforce and worded vaguely.
3: So in, in 1970s, this happened, something very similar happened, where the Iraqi Civil War created a shortage of oil across the United States. What happened basically was oil companies um, and gas stations didn't have expendable oil, which meant that people couldn't get to work and the economy dipped.
2: Shifting now to foreign policy, what major principles have guided American foreign policy throughout the 20th century, and what has caused those principles to change?
3: Yeah, so imperialism was one of the uh, United States' largest policies, especially back in the day, uh, which started with a focus on you know East Asia and the Pacific, uh, and also the Caribbean. So this led to the annexation of Hawaii,
0: Um, Even though, like, the United States' largest (laughs) principles are (laughs) imperialism, they became, like, threatened when other countries like Japan became imperial world world powers also,
1: so they grew, like, wary of these countries. Um, The U.S. also forced China into an open-door policy, which kind of allowed for a system of trade in China open to all countries equally.
2: The U.S. also annexed the Philippines after the Spanish-American War, which all began because the U.S.S. Marine blew up by cause of reasons unrelated to the war.
3: Uh, so Spain was not annexed after the Spanish-American War, but the U.S. definitely did, uh, you know, exert power over Guantanamo Bay.
0: So the Roosevelt Corollary, which was a addition onto the Monroe Doctrine, it further like identified with imperialist beliefs and stated that the U.S. would interfere in conflicts between Latin America and Europe.
1: This. Cor- Set the stage for the U.S. to become a major imperial war- world power
2: and protector of the Western Hemisphere. Foreign policy within the U.S. shifted over years, but still maintained status interfering with other countries in wars.
3: So, on uh, you know, in, on March fifth, uh, nineteen forty-six, uh, Winston Churchill gave his Iron Curtain speech um, at a college, who announced that East, to announce that you know, Eastern Europe in his mind had been you know controlled by the Soviet Union. And they were slowly taking over and building defenses.
0: So after that Iron Curtain speech, uh, the U.S. Congress granted $400 million to Greece and Turkey through the Truman Doctrine to reduce the likelihood of communism within the two countries because they didn't want these like, developing
1: countries to rely on communist countries for aid. And America continued to, to support other countries with its wealth through the Marshall Plan, which granted
2: $17 billion to Europe following World War II. The United States also supported South Korea in the Korean War against North Korea, which was supported by China and the Soviet Union.
3: Uh, the United States continued to get involved with other countries' governments and wars, and in 1962, uh, Kennedy imposed a naval blockade on Cuba to prevent the distribution and the, you know, the formation of Soviet missiles and missile bases in Cuba.
0: The Gulf of Tonkin incident in Vietnam is another example of U.S. interference, and it eventually led to the U.S.'s involvement in the Vietnam War.
3: Um, so, in what ways has the government become more or less, you know, uh, involved in the lives of the citizens, and what issues has promoted these shifts? All right. So, I think that for this, we should start off uh, with one of the you know, most major shifts this country's ever seen economically, socially, militaristically, and uh, politically, for sure. Before the Great Depression hit, Americans were very accustomed to very little government intervention. intervention. pause. Intervention? Yeah, intervention?
0: Pause. Um, so, before the Great Depression hit, uh, the U.S. had like a laissez-faire kind of policy where the government didn't really intervene. intervene in like business and corporations and it worked like so far like everything was okay in the 20s were like really economically like well going so like why did they change it
3: well so when the great depression hit hoover saw the best just to sit and you know let it fix itself um this resulted in an onslaught of problems the banks closed loans defaulted um the banks closing made the uh, the, the run on banks so to a degree all the money in the United States vanished. So with no disposable income, that means there's no purchasing, which means business failures, and then ultimately unemployment.
0: Hoover had very little policies about ways the government should step into the failing economy. He believed in rugged individualism, a theory that does not work on a large-scale economy, even though this was in stark contrast to FDR's domestic policy. FDR passed countless laws and bills that were disruptive and frowned upon by many Americans at the time but he knew that one day, not long after, it would pay off, and it eventually
1: did.
2: Some of FDR's bills and policies include the bank holiday to give banks a break, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation to insure the money in the bank, and the Federal Emergency Relief Administration. This also included the Civilian Conservation
0: Corps, uh, which made work for people in national parks and forests because jobs were in such a
1: decline that the economy wouldn't be able to like start itself up again. Also, the National Industrial Recovery Act, which created agency to help stabilize prices of food, oil, etc.
3: The Agricultural Adjustment Act, this paid farmers subsidies to reduce crop output.
2: And the Tennessee Valley Authority, which brought the Tennessee River Valley into the 20th century. We can't talk about government
1: intervention without talking about wartime domestic policies. Some of these were... Total War, which is a wartime strategy in which every segment of the population is mobilized for the war effort. So because it was a total war, that meant, like, the entire population was involved in it, which
0: included women joining the workforce. So there was lots of, like, pro-woman industrialism, like, propaganda during this time.
3: So most Americans, uh, if, if not all Americans, supported President Wilson's policy on neutrality. Uh, Americans viewed the Great War so as, you know, a European matter. Um, until U- German U-boat tor- torpedoed *Titania*, killing 128 Americans on board.
0: This was like such a big deal because the U.S. wasn't even in the world yeah. war at that point, but they killed like these American citizens, and so the U.S. could have like gone directly into action and declared war on this on Germany, but they didn't, and they like
3: settled for it was a seized yeah. the *Seas* proposition, where the Germans agreed to mm-hmm. uh, give ships warnings um, before they. Striked with their torpedoes so that citizens could escape um, on lifeboats.
2: When British intelligence intercepted the Zimmerman telegram from the German foreign minister to the German ambassador in Mexico, which told them that they would pay for a mainland invasion of the US and that they planned to resume unrestricted submarine warfare, the US got involved, starting the US military involvement in Europe for the first time ever after Wilson asked Congress for a declaration of war. In April, nineteen seventeen.
0: So after enduring World War I, there was like a massive loss of life, and this resulted in the term the Lost Generation, which was coined by lots of like famous authors during that time, who like experienced that and were a result of like the disorientation that they felt, I guess, because they didn't really like win anything from that war, and. Just a bunch of people's lives were lost, and nothing really good came out of it. Uh, World War II was similar to World War I in like, respect of how the American people felt about it. They were wary at first, but after an attack of Pearl Harbor, they were strongly in favor of the war.
3: So in what ways are the most effective ways to bring about change? Uh, so, in, like, in what ways have marginalized groups here in America worked to promote social, economic, and political justice? and what effect has this had. So America has gone through different ways of getting change passed on a government level. During the Civil Rights Movement, the major type of political involvement was protests. Um, a lot of them peaceful, like Martin Luther King's protests, and those are the ones that you know, incited a lot of change, and people like Malcolm X uh, incited some violent, violent protests across the country. Um, so his most famous speech, Martin Luther King's, was uh, so he, it was the I Have a Dream speech. So this was kind of, you know, it was meant to unite um, America as one and make a greater change instead of separating into two teams.
2: A Medicare is an example of one change getting passed on a government level, and it's a social program that makes sure that people that are 65 and older get the money they need if they are financially unable to pay hospital bills or prescription co-pays. Medicaid is a state and federal program that makes sure that people of all ages get health care if they were unable to pay for it.
0: Lyndon B. Johnson promoted social and economic justice. He worked on urban areas and he had a long and unnecessarily hard uphill battle to get civil rights bills passed, but he finally made it illegal
1: to segregate. Some of the most famous cases in American law history come from the era, like Brown v. Board, the Board of Education, where the Supreme Court ruled segregation illegal in all state public schools.
2: One of the first social movements, the American Women's Suffrage Association, was a worldwide movement for the support of women's rights and voting rights. Some of their methods of bringing about social change were lobbying, petitions, picketing, and hunger strikes. There was a massive feminist movement during World War I and after, and women that began working in factory jobs. That were previously a silent part of the population were now keeping America running while men were off fighting. But after the war ended, men wanted their jobs back, which led to a decrease of women in the workforce.
3: The movement didn't really end um, after that, though. It, it did lose a little bit of steam, but um, in, in, August 8, in August 18th, 1920, the 19th Amendment granted the right for women to vote. And much later, the Equal Rights Amendment, March 22nd, 1972, showing was was passed. So this showing that one of the most effective ways to get legislation through is a very long and hard push um, and peaceful protest for a very just cause.
0: This, is, this was the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.